Aloha church. How are you doing during this pandemic? Like if you had a scale, give yourself a, you know, a number between a scale of one and 10, one being you're not doing well at all and you need to talk to someone, you need to connect with somebody, to 10 where you're thriving. What would it be? Scale of one to 10. In the comments section, just go ahead and, and, and put it in there and, and, and let us know. If you're like between a one and a two, a one and a three, let us know or, or, or let a friend know. We want to care for you. We want to reach out to you. We want you to know that we love you. We care for you, that we're here for you. But don't, don't do this pandemic life alone. We've been saying that a lot. And so hopefully that's starting to sink in. Don't do this pandemic life alone. But if you're on the lower scale, let us know. Now, if you're thriving, and you're on a 10, please let us know what you're doing because wow, that is pretty amazing. But in the comment section, just go ahead and let us know how you're doing on a scale of one to 10. One, not good at all. 10, really good and thriving. So so let us know. We, we wanna care for you. There are resources. We wanna um, come alongside you the best that we can. Recently, like this past week or last week, I was having a bad day. And I know nobody ever has bad days, but I was having a bad day and I was cranky and I was griping to Kaz. I'm like, when is this pandemic going to get over? Have you ever said that? You know, like I'm tired of this pandemic. And I was having one of those days and I'm like, I'm tired of this pandemic. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I got to take kids to school on site. And we got school here at the home. And then we got uh, Naya running around in diapers and all that stuff. And it was just like, oh my gosh, goodness. And so I was griping to her and, and she dropped like this truth bomb on me. Like it was, poof, and I'm like, whoa. But here's what she did that was really encouraging was that she listened to me gripe. Uh, I felt heard, I felt validated. And, and then she said this, she said, Brian, we, and she included herself in this too, which you know meant a lot to me, we could focus more on the negative or all on the negative and then eventually all we see is everything being negative and she said something to the effect of like it doesn't mean that this situation is not ideal but what it means is we have a choice if we're going to choose to focus on the positive and what's good or choose to focus on the negative i said man i said yeah you're right and then she got her microphone and just dropped it because it was like just so great um, but it just was a reminder to us, no, it was a reminder to me how our attitude and our thinking, our thoughts affect everything. If, if we are constantly thinking negative thoughts, that's going to, uh, that's going to come out. If we're constantly thinking negative thoughts, that's also going to have implications, you know, in terms of our physical self as well. And so... If you're in that, surround yourself with people to, to listen with you, but also to encourage you and to help get you in the right direction. We, we want to um, be doing this life together. And your Ohana group share how you're doing. And your Ohana group share the love uh, or the hurt that you're going through so they can love you through that. And, and be honest and be real and be transparent and seek the help that, that you need. Uh, contact the church office if you feel like you have no one to, to connect with. 
and and let us know what what's going on but if you need help let us know and the reality is help is everywhere help is right around us all all around us and and one way you could get help is through your ohana groups if you're in ohana group share and care you know and, and let them know what's going on like i was mentioning if you're not in ohana group get in one so you could you could connect with people so you could do life with people i love my ohana group sometimes we talk about uh deep issues sometimes we talk about funny issues sometimes we just joke around sometimes we talk stories sometimes it's just different all the time but it's every week of us connecting it's so important to stay connected with a regular group of believers so so do that if you want to get connected contact david van wagenen his email is uh dbw at headsale.net and and also another great resource is hawaiian island ministries him and this is a great resource because they're all about mental health they're all about um, uh, um having jesus bring being the the center of our healing and uh they have great resources online you can go to their website and get great resources there also another great resource your family and your friends connect with your family and connect with your friends and be be real with them because most of the time what happens is when one person is real it's easier for the other person to be real and when that happens your relationship starts to deepen and become more valuable so email the church if you're just like i don't know how how to get connected or i don't know this or i have some questions and whatever it is kcc at kaimikichristian.org just email us let us know what's going on and we'll get somebody to connect with you so we're going through a pandemic and i don't want to minimize it this pandemic at all because this is serious but at the same time we got to find some humor in some things so because laughter is good medicine so i thought i share with you some some memes that uh, i thought were funny and hopefully you'll enjoy them as well the first one is uh how pastors think when they're preaching online so right now i'm preaching to a camera and i'm imagining in my head that right now all of you are on the tips of your feet saying yeah preach it and then you got another subset of people commenting oh preach it brother oh there he goes there he goes he's bringing it now oh man and that's what i'm imagining but underneath that picture is somebody just laying in bed so uh yeah that was just a reality check there I thought that was hilarious. I had to show that one. And then, and then, the, and then, congrats, congrats. You made it to August 2020. Uh, let out a sound, make some noise. And he's like, ah. Do you feel like that? You go ahead and put that in the comment section if you feel like that. Um, and then, this is a classic one, but it's a couple heading back from Italy and um they come back from their vacation they get the sun lines from you know they're all tan and all that except for the face mask there uh i thought that's kind of funny and then if you're homeschooling this is for you this is for you if you're doing distance learning uh this is sue she's 31 years of age and she's been homeschooling her kids now for four weeks if you right now are feeling like sue put in the comment section i am sue be like, that is me. Go ahead, put in the comment section right now. I am Sue. <laughs> and then for all my Trekkie fans out there, yes, I am a Trekkie and I'm not afraid to admit it. But Wesley Crusher asks Captain Picard, hey, why are there no handles on these doors? And Captain Picard says, I need to talk to you about 2020. <laughs> 
And of course, we've got to end with the religious one. If you see someone constructing an ark, please let me know. So I'm thankful the uh, Pastor Bob Mink, my pastor, who uh, is giving me some insights on this message and on this series. And I'm really excited about this new series because uh, we are in a time of mixed emotions. We are in a time when things are so uncertain. And when we talk about the promises of Scripture, this brand new series is called I Promise. We're looking at the promises that God gives us in Scripture. These are things that we can hold on to in uncertain times. So you might feel like everything's changing, everything's moving, everything's uncertain. One thing that, that is constant is God, and he gives us his promises. And our prayer and our hope through this series is that you will find encouragement, that you will be empowered to hold on to the promises of God. Hold on to them and embrace them with, with everything that, that, that you that, that, that you are. And the results will be that we'll have a higher confidence in, in God, higher confidence in Scripture, and more endurance to get through these tough times. And the first promise that we're going to look at is the promise that God guides us. Write that down. God guides us. This is the promise. God guides us. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him or acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So in this passage, there are three steps we're told to take. We're told what to do, we're told what not to do, and then we're told what to do. What to do, what not to do, what to do. That's what we're told in, in here. In the first part here, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. We're told to trust and trust is, is absolutely essential uh, in, in life. And we, we act as trusting people every single day, whether we believe it or not. Even if we have trust issues, we still trust. For example, some people like to uh, do extreme sports. I love extreme sports. I love watching it. I'm not necessarily doing it anymore, but I love watching it. But some people love to jump out of airplanes, a perfectly good airplane with a parachute. They're trusting that the parachute is going to work. Now, most of us are not going to jump out of an airplane, but we'll drive and we access trust when we drive. We are trusting that when we're going to the intersection that the cross intersection streetlights will be red when ours is green. We trust. So there's always this level of trust. Um, the question is not, will we trust? Okay, that's not the question. The qu question is not, will we trust? The question is, whom will we trust? Because there are people we know, people you know, people I know, that we don't trust because we have had interactions with them. There are people we don't trust because we know their reputation. And so the question is, is whom will we trust? And trust is something that's earned. Trust is something that is built over time. Trust is something that you could have and it could be eroded. But trust is also something that could be built back up if we put effort and time into it. 
But when we're talking about trust here in this context, trust the Lord with all your heart, we're talking about trusting God. God who is the Alpha and the Omega. God who is the beginning and the end. God who is the creator of all things. God who created you. God who created me. We're talking about trusting the creator. We're talking about trusting the fact that he died for us, that Jesus died for us, that he rose again, that he, that he, that he, that, that, that when he rose for us, he forgave gave us of all of our sins and and that that we are literally his children that's what we're talking about and i wonder because people are watching this from all over the world how many of us have fallen away from our faith during this pandemic i mean has this pandemic taken a toll on all of us absolutely but for some watching, you might be realizing that you're losing your faith or you're doubting or, or maybe you're struggling. And my prayer for you is that you would take this moment and say, I need to get reconnected. Find a good godly Christian friend to connect with. Uh, get involved with a ministry somewhere but, but but contact us. Even right now, you can click the prayer form. There's a little prayer button and just someone will pray with you. Um, and and, and if, if, if you want more information about the church, there's a contact section. Click the contact button. Let us know who you are. Let us know like what you're looking for. Maybe you're looking for Ohana group. Maybe you're, you're looking for a support system. Maybe you're looking for whatever it is. Let us know you're here because we will get back to you. But so click the contact button or click the prayer button go ahead and do that now because we're moderating it and um and as you're seeing this i'll be sitting down moderating it uh as well and so we will all be online the pastoral staff will be online let us know but click the contact tab click the prayer tab and we'd love to connect with you and um and 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 do all we can to come alongside you and partner with you so when we talk about the book of Proverbs, uh, the book of Proverbs is about two ways of life. One, the ways of foolishness. Two, the way of wisdom. Hmm. Foolishness, wisdom. Of course, we're going to say we want the life of wisdom and that we're always here in this area of wisdom. However, if we're honest, how many times do we choose the side of foolishness? I would love to say I'm always wise, but my friends... My family knows I often choose the side of foolishness. The key is we gotta be honest with ourselves. Are we choosing to be more wise or are we choosing more of the foolish way? The way of wisdom is to know the Lord. If we wanna be wise, we must know the Lord. And, and this is important, I'm gonna say this a few times. To trust in the Lord with all your heart means we bet our lives on God's truth and wisdom. To trust in the Lord with all our hearts means we bet our lives on God's truth and wisdom. To trust in the Lord with all our heart means we bet our lives on God's truth and wisdom. If you agree with that, go ahead and write amen in the comment section. The second step that Solomon gives us to know God's direction 
is to lean not on your own understanding. So the Torah and all the prophets, the Torah is the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, also known as the Pentateuch, and, and all the prophets. They would say that to lean on your own understanding, the opposite of that, the opposite of, or rather, sorry, they would say this, that they would agree that the opposite of trusting Yahweh, that's God, the opposite of trusting God is trusting in oneself or leaning on one's own understanding. So, so to lean on our understanding, our own understanding is to say, God, I don't really trust you. So we don't want to lean on our own understanding. We don't want to be the people that says, God, I don't really trust you. We want to be the men and women, the boys and girls that say, no, God, I trust you with everything. One Hebrew scholar writes it this way. The Hebrew word for lean can refer to someone literally or metaphorically leaning on someone else's hand or arm. Proverbs invites us to lean on the arm of Yahweh that grasps us. Let me ask, who are you leaning on? Is it a person? Is it some type of crutch, some temporary measure? Is it the creator of the universe? Who are we leaning on? Think about that. So what does it mean a little bit further to lean on, not on our own understanding? First of all, it doesn't mean that we don't read. It doesn't mean that we don't process. We're told to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind. That we're to love God. We're to think through things, process things, think, 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 think critically about things. Um, and and I, for example, I love to read. I read all sorts of, of books and I love to study and I read articles and, and I'm constantly reading something. Of course, I love reading the Bible. Um, you know, it's first and foremost is the Bible. And then I have all these other books that I read because I, I want to continue growing and continue learning, continue processing. I want to be able to think critically about different things. I read books that I agree with, books I don't agree with. And actually, most books that I read, I don't agree with everything in the book. Why? Well, I'm trying to process it and think critically. And I write notes in it to help me think through it a bit. So when we think critically, that's not being judgmental. That's important. It's not being judgmental. When we think critically, we're, we're processing what we're reading. We're analyzing it as well as analyzing other topics within that same sphere. And so it's important. So, so we want to learn. We want to grow. And, and, and being a critical thinker means we can have a civil dialogue with someone we disagree with. And that's okay. In fact, one of our um, uh, expected school-wide learning results at, at our school, Kamaki Christian School, is for every student to think critically. At KCS, we want every student to think critically. We want every student to, to be well-grounded in their faith and to have a great understanding of what the world is around them. And when we talk about thinking critically, it's not being judgmental. Remember that. It's not being judgmental. It means that we learn, uh, Pastor Jerry shared this with me and I love it. Uh, it means that we learn how to eat the fish and spit out the bones. <laughs> is that graphic? If you have a fish emoji on your computer, just put it in right now. Eat the fish, spit out the bones. That's the ability to tell the difference between something that's healthy and reasonable versus something that's unhealthy and lacks sound judgment. Eat the fish, spit out the bones. 
That's thinking critically. So we're not to rely on our own ingenuity. No, not, not at all. That, that's the temptation of humankind, that I could do it, that I could figure it out. God, I don't need you. God, I don't need you at all. And, and we lean to learn on our own understanding. Sometimes what happens, you know, a modern day illustration of leaning on our own understanding is maybe let's say we believe something and then we watch a YouTube clip. And on this YouTube clip, it reinforces what we say, even though we don't know who created the YouTube video, what credentials this YouTube person has, but we believe it. And then we share it, and then we share it, and then we share it. What we're doing is we're not being critical thinkers, number one, but, but number two, we are not, uh, we, we are leaning on our own understanding. We're not being critical. We're not seeking God in everything. In fact, we read in Proverbs 28, 26, he who trusts in himself is a fool. This is why it's so important to surround ourselves with people, surround ourselves with, with wise, godly people. He who trusts himself is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom is kept safe. He who keeps in, uh, who trusts in himself is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom is kept safe. That has many applications to our lives today. To trust in ourselves as being arrogant. To trust in ourselves as saying, God, I got this figured out. I will do it. Now, we may not say that out loud, but the question is, do our actions reflect that? Let's not lean on our own understanding. Let's not lean on our own ingenuity, but let's approach scripture with humility. Let's approach people who differ from us with graciousness and, and, and love. And let's try to understand different points of view and try to understand where other people are coming from. Let's not lean on our own understanding, but let's ask the Lord to give us a wider range of what other people are going through so that we could be more effective in our witness for Jesus because we want all people to come and know Jesus as Lord and as Savior. Amen? In the comments section, go ahead and write amen to that. The third step we are given to know God's direction is in all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledging God in all, in all our ways means we cultivate the habit of letting God guide our every action. And, and here's a great way to receive God's guidance. And the things that we do, ask God, God, is this something wise for me to do? When we make decisions on whether we wear masks, do we seek God and acknowledge God first in those decisions? When we post on social media, do we seek God and acknowledge God first before we do that? When we speak to our loved ones, especially during these stressful times, do we acknowledge God first? And everything that we do, we are to acknowledge God. There's an old saying that God is the silent witness in every conversation. If we remember this, it'll help us be mindful of what we say to others and, and what we say about others when we speak. But we are given a promise of guidance. We are given a promise of guidance. This promise, does that mean that if God makes our path straight, that everything is going to be just perfectly fine? It doesn't mean he's going to take away all the worries, all the pains, all the stresses. It doesn't mean that 
at all. In fact, the same passage here in the King James says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Jesus says that in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Sure, he'll give us direction. Sure, he will guide us, but that does not promise us an easy life. The question for us is what will we do during those difficult times? What will you and I do when life hits? Like maybe life is hitting right now. We have a choice and we can respond. How will we respond? Will our actions be a response to the fact that we live for a holy God and no matter what happens here on earth that we're going to be with him forever and I want my life to reflect the love I have for God no matter what is happening one writer says it this way this promise does not mean that God will necessarily make us healthy wealthy and happy it does not mean that he will make us comfortable popular and thin ah it does not mean that he will satisfy all of our trivial wishes and temporal wants. He will make your path straight means that he will give our lives direction, purpose, focus, and fulfillment. He will make our path straight means he will give our lives direction, purpose, focus, and fulfillment. Proverbs Proverbs 3, 6 is that promise an easy life, but it promises that God will guide us. And I'm telling you, I would rather have God guiding me and my family as opposed to having a cushy, easy life. Well, let's conclude with some specific suggestions on how God guides us. There's a primary way God guides us, and then there's a whole slew of other ways God guides us. So, Let's look at some other ways God guides us before we get to the primary way God guides us. God guides us through prayer. I mean, I know it is busy right now. Many of you have kids and grandkids that you're helping school at home. Many of you are doing double duty, triple duty. Moms and dads sometimes are working two jobs trying to help their uh, kids get through school. This pandemic has been an inconvenience for everybody. And you're thinking, I don't even got time to pray. And I want you to know, I, I hear you. But let me encourage you with this. Take a moment uh, after, after this service, just you and the Lord, and figure out what you need to do to find time to connect with God. What you need to do to find time just to pray to God, to have 20 minutes of just you and the Lord. And ask God to give you endurance and ask God to give you strength and ask God to give you peace and ask God to give you wisdom and ask God to use you for your kingdom, for his kingdom and see what happens. But pray, when we pray, God hears our prayers. Another way God speaks to us is through the counsel of others. Surround yourself with godly people. And when you're going through times, talk to them about it. If you have to make a big decision, talk to these godly friends. One of the reasons we decided to say yes to coming to uh, Coming Key Christian Church and accept the position is because we surrounded ourselves with wise people and got wise input from a whole array of godly believers. And now here we are almost two years later. Time flies. 
God also guides us through our circumstances. So sometimes God will put opportunities in front of us. Now, just a word of caution, if you're like at a bank and the vault happens to be open and there happens to be like 4,000 gold bars there, it doesn't mean God's saying, hey, go take those gold bars, tithe, and then do whatever you want with the rest. It doesn't mean that at all. So there's caution there. But God does use our circumstances. But the primary way God speaks to us is through his word, through the Bible. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Sometimes we get confused. We're trying to figure out God's will when the answer is right there in front of us. You know, what does God want from us? There's a number of passages in the New Testament, oh, 20, 30, or 40, something like that. This is, this is what God wants for you. This is what God wills for you. God wants us to be faithful. God wants us to be pure. God wants us to be honorable. God wants us to be loving. God wants us to be saved. God wants us to be honest. God wants us to be humble. God wants us to be loving. And the list goes on and on and on and on. God wants us to be these things. And... And God wants us to grow closer to him. And God wants us to grow closer to others. And that's why Ohana groups are so important. Because you can grow close to one another. And granted, it's not the same as meeting in person. But you can still meet through Zoom. And it's a lot better than not meeting at all. And so sign up for Ohana groups. So while there are times that we don't know what to do, much of the time that we do know what to do. There's a lot, been a lot of newer people coming to church uh, recently and um, from before me it was Pastor Ron Arnold he was here for 25 years before Pastor Ron Arnold as lead pastor that is and then before Pastor Ron Arnold was Pastor Harold Gallagher who was here for I think 32 years um, uh, and Pastor Jerry reminded me of this this uh, epic quote from Harold Gallagher Harold Gallagher says this many Christians are educated far beyond their obedience I'll say it one more time. Many Christians are far edu are educated far beyond their obedience. In other words, we don't need new truth. We need to apply the truth we already know. And that has application in so many different areas of life. Let's read the Bible. We know what God wants and let's put it into practice. And let's see what God does in and through us. So you want God to guide us. Here's how to do it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him or submit to Him. And the result? He will guide us. He'll make our paths straight. He'll direct our paths. He will guide us. I'm going to read this passage three more times in different translations. The NIV, the King James Version, and the Message Paraphrase. And as I read this, maybe even just close your eyes and, and put your hands up like this as a way of receiving a blessing from God's word. And maybe even this is a passage you can memorize this week. It's really simple to memorize. But Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 in NIV. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, King James Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 in the message. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. 
Listen to God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. May you and I be the ones where we respond to God and we say, God, guide us. And may you and I be the ones where we hold on to the promise where God says, I promise to guide you. And may you and I be the ones where we say, I believe you, Lord, I'm following.